This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, TF Mudge, Cedric S. Ben Stump, AO torching the blind side blue paper once again. Uh, the countdown is on to blast off. Yes. That was the sound of the Sumster camped in the Bludging on the Blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. I knew, I knew this morning, I could feel it. I had a dream about it last night, I've got to be honest, that old Sumpy would be devastating second up from a spell. Uh, the punters came from him late, sure, but he did not disappoint. It's great to have the Sumster back in and, you know, look, I've said it before, I'll say it again, he's great third up from a spell. Australia, welcome to Bludge. The Bludge, H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week! What a week, what an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. And before we launch into the set of seven that is sinking below the hot autumnal horizon across the nation, big news from our charity partners, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava. The Knights have teamed up with Bowel Cancer Australia and the Two Shovels to present the Potholes 2023 tour under the banner of Hold Up Australia. Uh, there'll be 74 nights of full-on rugby league fun coming to a venue near you. Don't miss out. Tickets available at Ticket Deck. And uh, with International Women's Day midweek amongst the cavalcade of historic events, none bigger than the unveiling of a statue of Aussie netball superstar Sherelle McMahon. The sheets came off the bronze in the Melbourne Park, in Melbourne Park, just outside the John Cain Arena. It's a terrific I reckon you could put the statue out there and moz the Poms or the South Africans uh, in the next um, Tri-Nation series of the netball. It was just fantastic likeness of Shirelle in action. Now, rugby league and round one of the greatest game of all exploded back into the nation's sporting agenda, I believe into the nation's consciousness. Excitement, uh, unbelievable excitement, unprecedented excitement is being generated now week by week across the nation. Sunday night, I was screaming at the end of that wonderful first outing by the Tigers, and like Art Oval, I've never seen it look better, crammed to the gills with losers. Now, I screamed on my way home from like Art Oval, thank God I'm alive to see this! Well, so many issues have emerged, though, none bigger than where should the HIA doctor be placed? Is it possible to tell that a player is wearing the wobbly boot and needs to come off for a ride of the pine from kilometres away from a television screen, kilometres away from the action? The kennel master, Gus Gould, described this wheeze, this wheeze of relocating all the doctors, HIA doctors, in some sort of booth alongside the bunker as the greatest abomination perpetrated on our game in history. I'll read that again. That's his thoughts. The greatest abomination perpetrated on our game in history. Now, uh, the Rugby League has a great run of scandals and the redemptive qualities of Rugby League, I've, I've outlined them time and time again on this show and other media commitments, but the greatest abomination perpetrated on our game in history. It's a hell of a call. As many of you, I, uh, you, you know, I hate the idea of linking abomination and league, especially in the Gould mindset. 
But when your team has dropped round one, 31 to six, I haven't got that score right, you have to do something on Monday morning to pull the head of the media. Otherwise, you'll copper bagging all week when you just played shit house. Anyway, several issues emerged from Gus's spray. Is it the greatest abomination? It's a hell of a call. But our talkback topic this week when we throw open the lines is yes or no. That's all we need from you. Yes or no, the Australian public will decide. Incidentally, how can the league public be assured assured that these are independent doctors who have absolutely no interest in the match's outcome? I'm not saying anything has gone amiss yet. I'm just putting it out there along with the um, abomination concept. Speaking of HIA protocols, uh, in tribunal action, in tribunal action, Sharky Wade Graham was outed for four. His defence was, and I like this defence, was he went high on the plucky rabbit because he feared concussion if we went low. Now, I've looked back at a lot of the uh, head high incidents over the past 30 years, and I I reckon 90% of them are, are players really trying to avoid concussion by going high on the opposition. I mean, you know, if you can clock the opposition and, you know, save your head. Of course, Victor Radley does the reverse. He goes slow all the time home and he get a concussion. Uh, now, elsewhere, speaking of Victor Radley and the Roosters, which we weren't, but we can, elsewhere, Roosters coach Trent Robinson has promised to turn the cheese into a man. We broke this story last week, got a tremendous response to it, but after last Sunday's loss to the scaly ones, Project Cheese is still a work in progress. Uh, incidentally, can the Dolphins, uh, led by the Bromwich Finn Twins, as I'm calling them, win the competition? Pundits are seriously rethinking their top eights after last weekend's incredible showing. Dragons, remember them? The 11 on the trot team? They were one side of the coin last week, remember? I think it was uh, our cricketers, our superstar T20 women's team was going to be on one side and the other side was the uh, Dragons commemorative coin. Well, skipper Ben Hunt says there's no way No way his team is going to finish last. So many people are suggesting they will. Baffling. I don't know where that one ends. And, uh, you know, there's so many questions and it's only round two, but we at least we have the rest of the season to find some answers. In fallout after last week's bumper round one edition of the Bludge, League Supremo, Peter Valandis, Captain Feathers, has committed to spending 21 hours a week on the Rugby League hotline answering your questions. Uh, Now we move on, F1 and... Was that Aussie superstar Oscar Piastri dudded by the team with a very slow car in the Bahrain GP? The drive had a little bit of that Mark Webber magic about it. Look, I watched it on as I squinted and I thought, bloody hell, that drive look, driver looks familiar. And I had to go to the record book and realise it wasn't Mark Webber going around as it was uh, Oscar in action. Now, it was a superb DNF from the young kid. I, 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 I've got to say he's the former F1 ace, Daniel Ricciardo was the only person grinning trackside when the chequered flag fell on Verstappen as the winner. I mean, it still sticks in my craw, that Verstappen and win. I just can't get my head around it. I, I don't want to go any further. I'm sure Roy will. Now, AFL, and why is it taking so long to name the replacement for Supremo Big Gilly the murderer? Everyone knows he's been at it for years. He knows where the stiffs are stashed, but it's time... And I'm making this call. I think I'm the only commentator in Australia making this call. It's time today to bury the bloodstained putty knife and move on. I mean, you can only only take so much murder and mayhem in your life and I've had it up to here because all I get from the AFL is death and destruction. The word reaching me is club presidents are seeking answers. This is AFL. I mean, God almighty, you've got to put a bomb under them to get them moving. That AFL club presidents are seeking, seeking answers. Well, good luck with that. International football and songster Rod Stewart, you remember him, the Maggie May man, 
Don't you think I'm sexy bloke who is touring Australia starting next week sends super coach our Ange, Ange Postacoglu, a half a dozen great Australian wines every time Celtic beat Scottish arch rival Rangers. Rod, very, very generous man. Loves Celtic, as you know. Many people follow the international football scene. Know that uh, that's one certainty that uh, Rod loves Celtic. And I've got to say, I heard uh, Rod do a sound check during the weekend. God, he's in great voice. In great voice uh, for his Aussie tour. I think he might be going around with Cindy Lauper, which is a great double. Now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, the voice in these dark and stormy times, he's again fully focused on the cost of living crisis where a cup of caterer's blend now costs $12.87 and a beer at the AFL. Can you believe this is over $10 a gargle? And I just can't believe it. I mean, how can ordinary Australians afford it? Afford it? A day at the football, they're going to have to take out a second mortgage on their house. And if that was not enough to worry about, the war with China is back on. I mean, it was on and then it was off and now it's back on. And we've only got three years to dig the trenches and make no mistake, China. Make no mistake about this, China. Can I say this in all seriousness? Because I know our foreign minister won't say it. Rugby league people will do their bit to help out on the front lines. They've done it in the past and they'll be asked to do it again and they'll be the first to put their shoulders to the wheel. And should push come to shove and we all have to get involved, I hope I have the voice alongside me at the controls of the leopard tank as we head up towards Udnadatta. The voice of hope, of course, belongs to the activated one rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy rugby league! Come and get the bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your wrestler side this week. Fully sick, dude. Yes, uh, happy rugby league, HG, to you and your family and, of course, to your uh, your friends. I'm uh, And uh, happy rugby league to, uh, to decent Aussies. I mean, this cost of living business, HG, I know you've uh, alluded to it already in the program, and quite rightly, paying $9.50 for a packet of Kraft Singles. A packet no. of Kraft Singles. $9.50. $9.50. Individually wrapped? Yeah, oh, well, oh. no, no, they're not individually wrapped. No, this, this is just, you know, a packet of... Uh, sliced. Sliced? Yeah, of course it's sliced. <laughs> sliced, just ready to whack on the toast. <laughs> Perfect. $9.50. $9.50. God almighty. That's outrageous. And the caterer's blend coffee is $50 a kilo. Mm. $50 a kilo. Mm -hmm. And you cannot buy a five kilo tin anymore. You can only get a $50. You you can only get the one kilo tin. That's the biggest. God. The beautiful thing about the caterer's blend is you can get enough for a year. (laughs) But you can't anymore. I mean, you try. Mm. You don't try. You know, well, where's... You're just going and say, where's the five Where's the five kilo tin? Or your caterer's blend. Oh, we don't do that anymore, mate. You'll have to get five tins. The, what, five? 250 bucks? <laughs> You're kidding me. Now, Australia defeats South Korea in the World Baseball Classic in Japan. This had largely escaped me. But South Korea have ranked fourth in the world. No. Fourth in the world. I mean, this this is they're not easy beats. So Australia is poised to jump, jump leap frog into the top three of, a, of world baseball. This is extraordinary news. The team I didn't realise are called the Southern Thunder. The Southern Thunder. Southern Thunder. I like it. I like it. It's conceptual. It is, and it's of course uh, managed by uh, 
Dave Nielsen. Oh, Dave Nielsen, that's right. Yes, yes. and what an Big interesting, yeah, what an interesting bloke Dave is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've, I know you've spent a little bit of time with Dave over the years. Well, we both have. Mm-hmm. Very engaging bloke. Mm-hmm. Knows his baseball. Knows his baseball. Yeah, and he's been the well, he, well, he's the, been the only one dragging Australian baseball, kicking and screaming up into the top three of the world. <laughs> Dave Nielsen. Uh. When are we going to have a coin? Commemorative coin struck with Dave Nielsen's head on it. Two dollars would do me. Now, you know, with your commemorative two-dollar coin, yes, are you worried that we're going to have too many? Too many of them. They'll become insignificant. Well, it because... depends on how many you mint. Yeah. If you only mint five, they're incredibly valuable. In a... oh. You see what I mean? I know. I it's like that. those Don Bar- Bradman Florence. Oh, I've got. got hundreds of them. Yeah, I've got too many. Yeah, I've got my. I've got a box full of them. Yeah, I know. A shoebox full of them. Mm. You know, that was from that's for super. Mm. But the more I look at it, I think, well, are they worth that much? Probably not. They're only worth 14 cents. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now, Sean Marsh is retired after uh, 20 years, 20 wonderful years of contribution um, at a state and uh, national level to cricket. What's he going to do with his time? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But it's, it's curious, actually. I was just thinking about this last night as I drifted off to sleep. Mm-hmm that uh, Sean Marsh's career coincides almost exactly with uh, the span of Roger Federer's. <laughs> Just imagine. I, wonder, I don't know I if those two have ever other. met. I don't know. I don't know. But what stories they would oh, tell. They tremendous stories. If they were prepared to uh, do a tour together, uh, much in the manner I think we had uh, James Tamo and Serena Williams doing a tour together. You might recall, because they hung up the boots at the same time. Yeah. Uh, What a wonderful thing that would be. Now, is uh, Sean the one that Australia hates? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's Mitch. uh, He's... uh, Brother. Yeah, Mitch's brother. Yeah. Mitch is still playing. Mm. You know, Mitch is a great all-rounder. And don't forget the, uh, you know, the original and the best. Ah, the dad. Dad. Mm. Um, Now, American tennis star Taylor Fritz. Oh, yeah is uh, fined $10,000 for vomiting in a bucket on the side of the court. I don't know what the bloke was supposed to do, to be honest. I mean, I can remember years ago, um, I think it was Edo taking a dump court side. Uh, he just said, you know, he just came on. That's what he said oh, to me. Yeah. There was nothing, nothing I could do about, do about it. He wasn't fined at all. Uh, people just looked away. Different times, Different though. times, weren't now they? Now people want to look Now it. people would film it, probably. Yeah, that's right. Put it up on Put social media. Yes, have a look right. at this. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I mean, they were different times, um, but you know, if you are get suddenly you've got to vomit, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, I take my hat off to Fritz for having the presence of mind to go over and bucket. find a bucket. I mean, that wasn't easy. That wasn't easy. No, 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 no. no. What was he meant to do? Hmm. Well, you know, did oh Edo? I mean, Edo was just resourceful. He yeah. just. You know, dumped where he could. Dumped where he could. Where well, he the, thought it wouldn't yeah, cause in the, embarrassment. In the, in the ice box, I think he went, and then tastefully put the lid back on when he'd finished. And uh, people turned around again and looked at him and polite applause. Oh yeah, mate, and I've gone on with the game. Mm. Yeah, which he uh, went on to lose. No, well, no surprises because you know, mine was elsewhere. Of course it was. 
Have I embarrassed myself here? Yes, if I let down my family. Well, oh, Edo, you didn't. Code. No, you, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Yeah. And can I say, too, the other thing, the, the, the media ignored it as well. Uh, no tennis ride. There was no write-up, you know, Edo takes dump or mm. anything like that. It was just ignored. Mm. And that's the way it should. That's yeah. how it was. Yeah. They just had the scores there. Yes, they just had the scores. Edo yeah. went down to, you know, yeah. whoever. Threatens to retire, that yeah, sort of thing. that sort of thing. Uh, now, the... The boomers have reached out to oh. troubled Aussie NBA superstar Ben Simmons. This has got to be a good thing. This would be Paddy Mills, I'd suggest, who's uh, been a wonderful captain for the boomers and uh, believes in the boomers, boomer culture. Um, Any idea what boomer culture is? Uh, boomer success, HG. Success. Remember, they, remember they, I think they got uh, bronze in the uh, Olympic the Games. Lord, That's the first Lord, medal Lord. that the, yes, the Australian the, basketball the team got. I mean, very emotional day, very emotional. Yeah, very yeah, emotional. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, they reached out to Ben Simmons, who was a little bit troubled at the time, a little bit worried about his shooting, his ability to score. Uh, and uh, I, I think there were all sorts of personal issues as well that mm-hmm. uh, played with his mind and therefore played with his wrist and played with his hands and therefore he had Just trouble dribbling and all those sorts yeah. of things that are required from a basketballer of his calibre. Running up and down. Yeah, running up and down, yes. But I think Paddy's reached out and said, come and join the Boomers, and he thinks that Boomer culture would uh, benefit... His uh, style, his style, and return to you know a confident performance, and I think there's there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, you you know Ben Simmons could I mean did a lot of sillier things to do than spend time with the boomers. <laughs> Just sit around with them, talk talk the stories. Yeah, you know learn boomer culture. Yeah, it's no effort. You mentioned Ange Postecoglou, and of course he's chalked up uh, just this week, HG, a hundred games in charge of uh, Celtic United. That's gone quickly, hasn't it? It hasn't. It ever. They play a lot. They of do play a lot. Don't yeah, they? Sometimes they two or three games a week. I know. I know. I, know. It's, 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 uh, I don't know how they do it, to be no. honest. Um, Very impressive. Could I suggest that uh, Manchester United might be well, getting on knocking the phone on the door. to Ange Postecoglou? Mm. They could do a lot worse. Mm. And go to Ange. Mm, they could get who's sitting, for instance. Uh, they could, yes, or Hank Dude. Oh, Hank Dude. talk of Hank joining, uh, but I don't think that would work. <laughs> don't. Uh, I think it need. I think Manchester United need, need a big clean out. Mm. And the clean out maestro is Ange Postecoglou. It is. It is. Uh, now, Aussie superstars uh, Meg Lanning and Talia McGrath are dominating the women's IPL in. India and just a man, just how proud Glenn must be with the way Talia's going. Yeah, it's just yeah. been astonishing the yeah. uh, the, the uh, development, the amount of runs. Yeah, mm. incredible. Uh, Geelong Cat legend and Melbourne Storm leadership coach Joel Selwood has been invited to join the Australian cricket team for the Ashes. <laughs> coach McDonald has reached out, so uh, I don't know what he brings. Uh, Joel Selwood, but it was certainly a winning culture he would bring. But that would be coincide with his demands for the storm because the Ashes yes. will be played in the middle of I the football. I know that. Team. I know that. I, I know suppose that. you do a lot of Zoom yeah, work. Yeah, teleconferencing. Yeah, teleconferencing. Sort of but my yes, understanding is he is actually going to go over. He's going to go and he, have a look he at He wants pitches. to sit with the leadership group and talk about leadership. Sorry, I guess that would be Steve Smith, Warner if he's still there. Uh, well, hang Pat on Cummings. A, hang on a minute. We're breaking a story today that Steve Smith's off to New York. Yeah, I know. He might play. Uh, he might play the, after the Ashes. Oh, okay. mm. After the Ashes, I, I don't think you'll, you'll stop Steve from going to the Ashes. He loves his Ashes. Yeah, true, Steve. true, 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 true. He does. Uh, and let's face it, it's only about eight days' work. The Ashes yeah, now. That's right. Mm. Oh, come, come and go pretty quickly. Uh, wonderful week, of course, for the greatest game of all. Um, 
Yes. Now the Penrith players have been fighting amongst themselves, and this has turned out. This has turned the the team around. I think it might have been uh, uh, Luai and Salmon might have had a bit of a after uh, the week before last. Yes, uh, I made a mistake with the players last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they got stuck into each other. And I think that's a healthy thing. You've, I mean, if if you've planned something, if you trained. And you're expecting a player to be there at that time to get the ball from my pass and he's not there, he hasn't turned up, he's forgotten or he's been daydreaming, then you've got to point it out. True. And if Salmon was daydreaming, and Salmon does daydream. Yeah. You know, some days he's not there at all. I know, I know. Are you there, Salmon? Yeah. <laughs> Often not. And it's up to Luai to turn this plug around, mm. get him focused. Mm. And it worked. Mm. It worked. They were very impressive. Very impressive. And, of course, you, you alluded to it, of course, they shoot the dolphin miracle. You know, sometimes you, know, you, don't, you don't see it all that often in the last couple of thousand years. But uh, there are times when God speaks clearly and directly through rugby league, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> he or she does. You're and the message... Right. The mess- well, according to the Bible, it's a bloke. I know, but... I know I, there's I'm a lot of talk about... I'm trying to be inclusive and respectful. I know, I'm not even. The message is the most important thing. And the message is from God with the dolphins, keep the faith in this funny old game. That's the message, isn't it? It is. Keep the faith. Yeah, I know. They were just spectacularly good. They were spectacularly good. Uh, on the other hand... They had to do it once. Yeah. I mean, they put the feet up for the rest of the year. Yeah, right? I don't exactly. care. I don't, I don't care. care. I saw it. I heard the message. I didn't believe And it. I've kept the faith. Yeah. True. And I'm not alone. And remember, it's a funny old game. It's a funny old game. <laughs> Ricky calls for the HIA decisions to be made by the clubs. Yeah, I like this idea. Not some independent doctor hundreds of kilometres away who might or might not have money on the outcome. Yeah, but... That's did, his view. Yeah, but club doctors... Yes. ...are notoriously one-eyed. I know. Well, of course they are. They're loyal to their club. Yeah, I know. I know. But how do we... How do we... Do we parachute? How do we... How do we ensure? How, how is the rugby league public who have kept the faith... Kept the faith. Thank you very much, Dolphins. Yeah. Kept the faith. Miracles How are they to be reassured, reassured that the doctor is impartial? You know, H- how do we do that? I've puzzled over this all I know, week. I know all week. Have, I, I know I rang you in a state. I know. You were in a state. Thursday night. Yeah, you were. Know. Okay. What my solution is, and this is going to shock a lot of people, yes. is take the Gutho incident last night. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Gutho's obviously clocked. He goes down. He gets back to his feet and all of a sudden there's the tap on the head yeah. saying, off you go. Off you go, Scout. Now, I think the only way you can deal with impartiality here is to have the player who caused that incident on Gutho to go off yes. as well yes. at the same time yes. and for the same length of time as Gutho's off. Yes. If Gutho is ruled out, yes. then the 18th player can be activated, etc. Yeah. I think that's the way it works. That's the way it works. But. The other, lot- the other player stays off for the for the whole time Gutho's out? Correct. Yes. But then if Gutho's allowed back on, so on so comes the other, the other player. player. The offender. Because the offender. The offender. Yes. Now, obviously a lot of tribunal process. What worried me about last night was, and this, remember, of course, I support Parramatta, so this you is do, me talking do, through the yes, wallet. Yes, 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 yes. What happens is, is the Eels are going well. Mm. 
Gutho, a key player for the Eels in making them go well. He sweeps across the back line there, defensive, and makes terrific uh, inroads in the in attack. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, he's a target to get him out of the game for a while. That's right. In this period where he's out of the game, the opposition, lo and behold, scored two tries. They did. They now, did. that's not... Uh, it's an unfair advantage, in my view. Unfair advantage. Last week, we broke a story about how red cards could equalise the competition yeah. used in the right hands. That's now, right. we've gone exactly the other way and saying, well, HIH gives people an unfair advantage. It does. It does. And you know who's going to be looking at this? Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy. Very, very closely. They'll be working on tackles. They'll be working on tackles that... Deliberately acci- target. That accidentally... Target. Accidentally, in inverted commas... Target the head, you know. You can go in with the shoulder, hit the ball, bounce off the ball into the bloke's head. Oh, sorry about that. No accident. I mean, that that, that that's what's going to happen. It, it it's out of control. It's out of control. No one's thought this yeah. through. No. So what has to be instituted straight away mm. is a what you'd call a complementary mm. arrangement with the HIH yes. of the team that's exactly hurt. Exactly. Exactly. I, I agree 100% with that. Of course, we've got the uh, Tim Zoo or Tony Harrison WBO super welterweight belt tomorrow. And wasn't the promotion of that fight oh, great? Brilliant. How about Josh Adokar yeah. and Tim Zoo? It was yeah. just incredible. I loved and it. And Josh Adokar is going to be a revelation yeah. once he gets into the commentary box. Yeah. Oh, I, I assume one of these. T- I mean, he's just priming himself for the Pelican, then Donkey, I assume. Josh? Yeah. He's on the Pelican circuit, do you think? I think so. Wow, I think I think that's, that's going fantastic. to happen. Fantastic. Uh, look, I'm going to go along. Uh, it's a small group of us that uh, love our boxing and uh, we, we've got a very good uh, ringside table where we're going to have dinner while we watch the uh, bout. Bout. It's a small group. I'm going with uh, Delta Goodrum, uh, Lisa Wilkinson, Erin Molan and uh, little Alison Langdon. It's going to be a terrific night. <laughs> Cannot wait. Make of that what you will. Someone once called Rugby League that funny old game. And someone once said God created Rugby League for his private pleasure. Both are true. Rugby League is God's funny old game. Yes, round two, path to glory. Uh, well, it's got off to an electric start. Panthers 16, Rabbitohs 10. Uh, first win for the Panthers, first loss for the Rabbits. The poor old Eels, they've lost two by the margin of four points. They went down to the Sharks last night, uh, 30 to 26. Broncos, another big win, 28-16. Broncos, well, they're the form side of the competition. And today, Andrew Moore uh, begins with the Roosters and Warriors. Then he moves on to the Dolphins and Raiders. That'll be an entertaining fixture, given what happened last week. It'd be great to think of what Stick's going to say at the end of this one. Uh, then the Storm and the Bulldogs at seven th- uh, about 7.30. After he's finished with the Dolphins and the Raiders, then tomorrow he's got West Tigers and Knights and Dragons and Titans. So it's a very action-packed round two of rugby league. Uh, and uh, Roy, can I just come to the Tigers? I know you were there at Leichhardt Oval. Yeah, I was. And a story that broke uh, before that match was that West Tigers want to pr- to prove attack is the best form of defence. Yep as they put the spoon behind them. Remember, of course, they got the spoon last year. Sure. Halfback Luke Brooks. And remember, the big project at uh, Tiger Town is the Project Brooks. Yeah, find the, find the key. 
indeed. And uh, now, of course, we've got Tim Sheens, who's wound back the clock to 2005 to get the uh, struggling track. Uh, club back on track. I'm not sure that that's the best approach, by the way. But Luke Brooks, the man who they're trying to find the key for, says the veteran coach has been designing plays that nobody has seen before. Yeah, right. Nobody has seen before as the Tigers turn their focus off just the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, you just have to look back at the way the Tigers used to play under Sheensy, the way they were always known to rip, rip in, in attack. Yes. That's the way we want to play. It suits my style as well as the whole team. Right. Well, what an interesting philosophy that is uh, c- compared with, say, the Dolphins who've uh, built their game on defence. Haven't they? They certainly have. Yeah. And uh, It'd be fascinating to see uh, the Tigers play the Dolphins to have a look at, you know, attack versus defence. <laughs> That's what we'd be looking at. <laughs> Fascinating. Can I ask? Is team... it working yet? Not yet, no. no. Look, I'm prepared to give them a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. You know, there are t- obviously teething issues. They hardly know each other. You know, Coach Sheens, who? Yeah. Uh, I think I've got to skip who... Has yeah, not played with them before no, too. No, that's right. That's right. A lot of new players who are great, but they've never played with each other. Um, so let's 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 cut them a little bit of slack okay. to begin with. I, I think but you, the atmosphere at Leichhardt Oval was magnificent and did absolutely you, magnificent. Did you get until an, the players came out and the game began? That's when it started to go pear shaped. But prior to that. The atmosphere, you couldn't, you couldn't get a better atmosphere at Rugby League. And how it was did, family friendly. It was wonderful. And how did the crowd respond as the, they realised well, they, they the, left the in dribs they and drabs? Uh-huh, fair enough. Know, and a lot had gone by half-time. Oh, really, yes, they? yeah. People realised that they were looking at the um, potential wooden spooners. <laughs> Unfortunately. Now, Cronulla obviously uh, going extremely well and we come to Toby Rudolph who's really turned himself into a real character. Has he? And I, I remember he was the bloke who I think mm. last year they had a win and he was off to Northeast to see who could, he could pull and all that oh, sort of Oh, that's stuff. right. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> now, he said he used to have to sing Frozen's Let It Go. Mm. Uh, I know all the words and it'd get my lungs pumping before a game. Good. If I had a negative thought or thought about injuring myself, I had to touch wood somewhere. Mm. I would eat spaghetti bolognese with an extreme amount of pepper on the night before a game. Right. I always had to go for a swim at 1030 uh, on game day, which was hard sometimes mm. if it was an early game when playing reserve grade. Yep. Now that I'm about to lose my hair, I'm letting go of my final superstition because I think he's having his hair cut off for charity. Is he? Oh, great. Yeah, so that's terrific. But Is God, he alone or are they, is the whole team doing this, HG? I can't answer yeah. that. Okay. They may have done it in, in stages. Right. Now, okay. he's going to uh, raise money for Leukaemia Foundation on March the 15th. Good. Uh, he cut his hair at the end of 2016 but couldn't, you know, but could not have played a worse year in 2017. That whole year I, I played with short hair and I, he says S-T. Dash dash oh, Language yeah. warning. Right. I moved to Redcliffe the following year and grew my hair back out. Won yep. the Duncan Hall medal for the best player in the Queensland Cup. Wow. The Sharks signed me and I made uh, my NRL debut and I've had a lot of luck with the hair. Right. But I'm about to get rid of it all. Would you Ooh, advise him to do right, that, Roy? Right. I no. reckon I'd get it cut off and keep it on the sideline. So he's a Samson sort of player. He is. is. He? But could you well, turn... isn't there a lesson in the Samson story? God? Well, lose your hair, lose your life. <laughs> Wasn't that it? If you love Rugby League and want to assist financially, then consider the Advanced Rugby League Foundation. The Advanced Rugby League Foundation is a not-for-profit organisation dedicated to supporting the families of former players who have lost touch with reality. 
All donations over $2 are tax deductible. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And you can double your tax deduction if you have a coin with the St George <clears throat> winning team from, uh, you know, 50 to 65 or whenever they won it. 54-65, I think. Okay, 54-65. Yeah. Now. Uh, Max says uh, he'd like to see a commemorative $2 coin with Edo taking a dump courtside. <laughs> That'd be a talking point, wouldn't it? It would, especially if there were only three of them. Yes. You know. God, the value. I know. Millions. Can I make a suggestion to uh, Mr Rudolph that he keep the hair, yeah. fashion it into a wig? I don't know if that's possible. I mm. mean, I'm not a person who does that sort of work. Right. Uh, and if the worst came to the worst, he could wear the wig right. while playing while rugby playing. league. While playing. Oh, okay, yes. You know, do you know what I mean? So I've got, he's got the best of both worlds. Sure. Nude nut and hair. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. I, I love his pre-match routine. It's lucky to ever make a game with it. Having with his long though. swim at half past ten. <laughs> Was that it? Hmm. Oh, well, whatever works for you. I know. He he, he was talking about the uh, Rabbit-Sharks match. Yes. Or is that this week's Rabbit-Sharks? I forget which. It right. uh, might have been last week. Now, he's looking forward to taking Jai's head off. That's Jai Arrow's head off. Right. Good. And he has a big head too. I'd love to get it Tom Burgess, Cam Murray, Damien Cook. The list goes on. I'd love to smash Cody Walker. The yeah. annoying thing is he smashed me every time I've played against him. I keep running straight at him. Right. Now, this is meant to be humour. Yeah. But is that rugby league in the modern world? I want to take Jai Arrow's head off. Head off, yes. Not with the HIA talk. Well, you see, that's what I mean. He's he's yeah. knocked himself out and three people here. Tom Burgess, Cam Murray, Damien Cook. Right. Now, hmm. he says, uh, for all the humour, Rudolph would give anything to the Sharks win in NRL total. I'm not the smartest of people when it comes to tactics, and I know I just need to run harder and tackle harder and do, and do that for longer. My main goal for the year is to be the te- best teammate I can. I want to be a better friend and person and everything else will come off the back of that. Yep. Well, that's, there's a lot to be said for that. That's that's called becoming a team man, isn't yes. it? Is that part of your culture? Yes. You know, I think help your mates out. And help your mates out, yeah. Is that even, a... even if you don't think they need help, just reach out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> just, just phone up on the off channel. What are you up to, mate? Oh, I'm, you know. Doing some pot planning. Yeah. Yeah, I'll come and Do you want a hand? hand? Yeah. I've only got to do two. Oh, yeah, I'll be over. I'm, yeah, I'm just knocking a wall out. Oh, hang on, I'll come over and help. Yeah, hold on, don't do Can anything. Can I bring to... any tools? Yeah, no, I've got plenty of tools. <laughs> um, oh, that... actually, I should point out the uh, result of our of our poll last week. Uh, remember, we had the talkback. Yes, is Lord Ted Goodwin arguably the most influential player in rugby league history? The result was eighty-seven percent yes. Wow. Yeah, that Have doesn't you... surprise me at all. Now, can I ask, mm. what sort of response did you get? Oh, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah and yeah. did you get an age breakdown on those responses? No, I didn't. No, no, we didn't break it down that way at all. But I assume those who remember Lord Ted in his pomp would, would be... Tick. Yeah, a, fair, a reasonable age, I, I would have thought. Uh, today's talk back, and you can get involved, what is it, HG, just, just after the news, isn't it? Yes, one o'clock. Yeah, remember... We're throwing open the lines. We're throwing open the lines. No, no one is here to actually take your call. And we're not sure the phones work. Well, well no, we're not sure of that either. But uh, leave a message or, um, well, you'll you, you work it out. Oh, yeah, you'll work it out. In, in, the, in the same way people left their... Uh, Thoughts about Lord Ted. What's your talkback? Uh, today's talkback, um, are rugby league fans more sanguine with a pig shooter in their team? So if you want to get involved with that one, I'd be very, I'd be fascinated in the results. Now, who would? <laughs> How about this? Mm-hmm. 
obviously, the NRL season is prime time for stories. Mm -hmm. But then there was a, a discussion about the time Bob Fulton wheeled a pig on a spit into the grandstand at uh, the Seagulls headquarters. Oh, yes, yes. Now, balmy summer night, the Seagulls organise a barbecue for some 200 guests, including players and staff and families with a hog roast centrepiece. Good. Amid the array of food stations uh, representing different cuisines and cultures. Wow. In the front of the group stood Manly's new coach, Anthony Seabold. Yeah. He didn't want to, he didn't need to say much. Here was a club in desperate need of healing. Remember, of course, yes. the jumper fiasco right. and the, That's right. you know, oh, I don't know, respect, where is it? Yeah. I'm not sure, still haven't got I a grasp know. of it. And he knew the small gesture on the spit would mean more to his Pacific Island players who stood down, etc., over the uh, jersey. Yes. We all just mixed, says uh, Chief Executive uh, TM. A few months before, there was no chance of a get-together like this would have happened at Manly. Mm. Nothing is ever straightforward up on the northern beaches. Yeah. Uh, now... Seabold said, uh, you know, hurtling for the wooden spoon, you know, they tried to turn it around. They lost a lot in the row in a row at the end of last year. Mm. But getting them, everybody uh, around, the pig on the spit was a great healing thing. Yes. Now, Roy, you were as shocked as I was when the flaming pig came. Yes, 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 uh, yes. But but it, it was um, a lightning rod of bonding, wasn't it? I it mean, was. It just brought everyone together. Everyone wanted to have a, a, sli a slice of that pig. Yeah. A, a, a slice of that pig. And and pigs and manly, of course, go all the way over. Les Cleal and yeah, Jamie Lyon. Yeah, yeah, Jamie Lyon, Bozo Fulton himself. Yeah, they I love think. pig shooting. Yeah, they love pig. I think Bozo lost a finger, didn't he? Yeah, I think he when did. When they went that. out stabbing. Yeah. Uh, here, Noel and Les Cleal up Warrialda Way. They went out on a, on a stab. Yeah. And uh, things just got went them. a little awry. <laughs> but they got the pig. They came back with the pig. Yeah. And that's the wonderful thing there at, uh, at Manly for many, many years during their more fruitful years that they would share a pig that had been shot by one of the boys. Yeah, I know. And who did Each the... week. I know. It's incredible, isn't it? No wonder they Noel Clear would turn up with a pig <laughs> in the boot. Yeah. Fresh. Fresh as. Come on, boys, give us a hand with this. How did it come? Put it on the spit, get it spinning, light the fire, away you go, bondy, bondy, bondy. That's how it was, wasn't it? It was. And Seabold's bringing this back. Yeah, yes. Who shot the pig? Well, exactly, that was the question I was going to ask. Right. There wasn't, I didn't get a, I didn't get an email about who shot the pig. No. Because I think Did anybody ask? Who shot this? It's great. Anything? Common question. Are rugby league players good drivers? Statistically, you are 8.7% safer in a vehicle being driven by a registered rugby league player. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. I mean, it's that sort of innovation that allows you to realise that the tradition in a club is not is so close to the surface, it seems to go get papered over when things go awry as they did last year. Yes. And I was taken by some thoughts of, uh, you know, uh, I think the... Um, uh, ex rabbito Supremo, Shane Richardson, he, he said he told Manly mm. he was an excellent coach, this is Seabold, and I wouldn't be overly concerned about the Brisbane adventure. You remember no, Brisbane, you, think, you know? Oh, yeah, but he, he inherited the mess left by Wayne, deliberately left, you know, yes. the, 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 the club a the, burning pyre of disappointment. The Edo-style dump in the yes, corner. Yes, yes. Now, I think he just got a bit ahead of himself at that time, but he's learned from that. Is that is that what happens with coaches? They get ahead of themselves? Mm. Yeah. They think they're winning when they're not. When and they're so not. when they look at the score, 31-6, oh, well, it we wasn't yeah. us out there. Yeah, Let's sure. have another slice of pig. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's done the right thing with the pig, actually. I mean, that's really a 
step forward. And the other thing for you know manly supporters is uh, having Turbo Tom back. That, that's the biggest thing. That's a big thing. improvement. Mm. Um, they played pretty well the other day. They did. Mm. They, they did. Well, they could still smell the pig, couldn't they? <laughs> yes, footy heads. Rugby League has never sounded better than in Brass Blasts, a collection of massive thumps and big hits from the Tyrone Peachy Big Band. It's another winner from Monster Music. These funky flavours heard only on Bludging on the Blind Side. Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, apropos of our recent comments about Manly and their success, Piggin and all that sort of stuff, the bush footy is fighting back after the devastating floods in northern New South Wales. Isn't this a great story? It is. I mean, people say we never bring, we're only critical. Yeah. We're not. It's just terrific to have a great story like this. Mm. Uh, as the 2023 season uh, draws near, there's a great sense of cautious optimism, this is in the Murdoch press, mm. that this year will be better than the past few. Uh, the Northern Rivers Regional Rugby League competition is up and running. Footy players are still homeless and some are without jobs. Their mm. only job, the only thing keeping them going is rugby league. Yeah. There, there still aren't any operational lights at Oaks Oval or Crozier Field in the centre of town. It's touch and go whether... Uh, or not, all home grounds will have change rooms with power and running hot water by the time the season kicks off in April uh, 16. So yeah. there's a, a little over a month to go. Yeah. Things are de- definitely more positive, says uh, Al Petty, the president of Lismore Maris Brothers. Even around town, even though we got through the anniversary of the floods, the feeling is positive. We're looking forward to having a home ground with actual facilities, mm. hot water, electricity, jumping castle, pie warmer, all that sort of stuff. So right. that's just fantastic news. Um, our first grade coach, Matty Barber, just went out and spoke to uh, Davey Mead mm-hmm. uh, with no, and no hesitations. He's been long time retired, but he's coming back. Dave he, Mead's coming back. Yeah, to the, to play. Isn't he, of course, that great? He was a Gold Coast Titan and Brisbane Bronco. Yeah. He wants to give back something to the town. Yes, it's a massive right. pickup, according okay. to uh, okay. um, you know Matty Barber. Yeah. Now, well, it can so much lift the spirits of a community. To have a key player back. Well, to have a team. A team, that's true. Last year for our first two home games, we actually didn't have any dressing sh- sheds, yeah. no running water. We had to change behind a tree. Oh, dear. Our home, away, uh, home and away sheds were basically a couple of, well, quick shades. Oh, we dear. put in and walled up, you know, those things you take to the beach. Right. As the year went on, we were using one of those camp showers that you hook up to a uh, gas oh. water bottle. I mean, this is primitive. It is. You think it? Abdo and... Uh, what's his name? Volandis yeah. would have, have helped par- him out. Parachuted in something. Exactly. Some equipment. Exactly. Just wouldn't be hard. Just a couple of portaloos and a bloody. It wouldn't be hard. <laughs> That's the difficulties with. They're only so focused yeah. on their own feet that yeah. they don't lift the gaze and see other people are, you know, busting the hump to try yeah. and make rugby league something, especially in these places, which you know are, yeah. are, are trying. Yeah. And these are described as unprecedented, but people are, other people are saying it's going to be normal like that forever. Mm. Anyway, the uh, New South Wales coach Brad Fittler and the Blues team visited Lith- uh, Lithgow during the Origin to show their support to the region. Mm. Uh, and, you know, obviously great players, you know, people like Cody Walker, James Roberts, Matt King, Ben Kennedy. I don't know whether the Hogs went, the Hogs for the Homeless went up there. Mm. Players are still is this the, is it what These places went up to the Northern, northern Rivers. Beaches, yeah, the, the Hogs. Good. The, Players and so on made a beeline up there when they yeah. heard that something, you know, obviously jobs are still a big problem. Yeah. We've learned a lot in the past year and we're putting things in place at club to support our players, yeah. not just from a football perspective but also from a community perspective. Yes. But the new season brings new hope and when asked what their wishes 
for the upcoming season are both clubs united in the response. We just want a normal season to be able to train Tuesday, train Thursday, yeah. show up on Sunday with our canteen that's got a big on a spit yes. and the got power and yeah. got a dressing room that's got hot water. Oh, well. No more disasters, no more rain. We just want to get on with yeah. our lives and play footy. Yes. Isn't that refreshing? Yeah, well, we can only hope, can't we? We can. We can. Is there any talk of relocating the ovals, HG? Are they, have they got to go to higher ground or anything? Is the Well, this is a strange thing, isn't yeah. it? Uh, I, I, See, think... I, I, I don't know. I, I'm no, not no, all I that understand. familiar it with would the... be quite a step to relocate. Yeah, but I assume a lot of the ovals would have been under serious volumes of water. Serious volumes of water, you know, yeah. like ceiling height. Yeah. See, they got to, you know, where they had their jumping castle. I mean, that just mm. got inundated completely yeah. to the height of the jumping castle. Wow. Uh, which sadly sank. Yes, of course, uh, washed away. Under, yeah. Yep. Look, I, I don't know, but it's just a good news story and to think that people are, you know, hard yeah. at it out there. Yes, yes, yes. Well, well, that is good. That, 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 mm. And do you think that somehow we could... So the changing rooms have been all cleaned out and, you know, hosed mopped out, out and yeah. mopped and up and obviously all the mud's gone. And the mud's gone, the power. Yeah, right. You know, I'm not sure exactly how much is gone because the only photographic evidence I've got is it still shows these places underwater. Right. Which is a bit dispiriting. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, anything on the text line? Uh, well, uh, Peter is suggesting that his father used to call Edo a born loser. This is, this is, well, he won the Australian Open. Of course race. he did. He's the, he's the, I think he's about the, the only last. The, the last Australian to win the Australian Open is, is Mark Edmondson. Uh, yes, my dad used to call Edo a born loser maybe it was because he lost control of his bowels courtside. But I, I doubt that, Peter, because that was not made news. It, it, it was suppressed <laughs> for, on reasons of taste. <laughs> reasons of taste. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm only... Telling it now, telling the story now, just to compare and contrast with Taylor between Fritz. today and years and years gone by. I oh, know because Taylor Fritz, Taylor is, Fritz, in days gone by, if a bloke vomited on court, in a bucket, you didn't say anything. No, in an escape, it wasn't reported. Someone discreetly would just hose it off the court, and you'd get on with it. Sure, there'd be a delay of a few minutes, but but you know the ball kids knew what to do. They knew where the hose was. Because back in those days, people used to vomit a lot. I think diets may have changed a little bit now. There wasn't much science when it came to tennis tennis diet. You know, players would have a big spaghetti bolognese before a five-set match. I know. Well, you wouldn't do that now. No, and 60 With chilies, you know, chilli dogs and stuff like that. Yeah. Edo loved his chilli. Couldn't get enough of it. I used to say to him, Edo, that'll bloody... You want to be careful with that, mate. That's going to... Come, Come out when you're not expecting it. Oh, yeah. big ass. You know, you know what Edo was like. Couldn't stop him with the chilies. Anyway. And, uh, of course, you know, we, as you say, sensibilities. I mean, mm. even now, you know, I often think, uh, you know, Novak with his injury breaks is really, you know, caught short. Mm. He doesn't want to get ahead of himself and, no. you know, unsightly mess, you know, all that sort sure. of Sure. He's, he's being... Uh, being doing discreet and discreet doing, doing the and right doing, thing. Yeah, That's trying right. To, trying when to prevent problems. Think, oh, no, he's trying it on. Yeah, no, exactly. he's not. No. He's just leaving the court for a few minutes, you know, to do private business. Well done. After snaring a tight four points in a top-of-the-table clash, do you like to relax with a large one? Why not meet friends and family at the Feathered Trouser Bar? It's a top hole for bludgers on the blind side. 
Yes, and a very warm welcome to our listeners right across Queensland and Points North. Uh, look, uh, the first hour was probably the best hour we've ever done on the bludge, and you can pick that up, uh, obviously. It was all about the dolphins, wasn't it? It was. It was, it was a dolphin special. Dolphin special. We couldn't hold it off. The public were demanding that we talk about mm. the uh, Finn twins. The miracle and the, the message. The miracle, indeed. The miracle and the message. in that funny old game. Yes, and Roy spoke glowingly about the religious implications of the Dolphins revival and that miracle. Mm. Uh, he thinks that they might be writing a new book of the Bible based on the uh, the Dolphins experience. Now, um, if you want to hear that, of course, you can pick that up on the podcast along with the rest of the program, which is coming up. But if you want to be part of the show, 0467920222, 0467920222, that's the text number, or old style, roynhg at abc.net.au, roynhg at abc.net.au, and the following have, Roy. Yes. Uh, Tim of Toowoomba has been in touch, HG. He wants us to be accurate. He says the Saints 11 premierships were 56 to 66. Oh, good on him. He said, we've been around it, but not spot on. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fair enough. I know. But remember. Well, really, roughly, right? Yeah. He's just got. You know, I, 56 to 66. Yeah, 56 to 66. Yeah. yeah, the difficulty was was that once they got a blur, once they got, let's say, eight up, yeah. it was just a blur yeah. and people lost interest. It was. Um, now, this has come from Eric. He says, uh, oh, no, it's from Doug. Doug he says, yeah. uh, happy rugby league to you and your families. Last week, whilst uh, regaling Lord Ted Goodwin, you briefly touched on his glorious yet unheralded rugby league ref- refereeing career. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, in the early 90s, I was playing a game during what is generally regarded as the pinnacle of Lord Ted's refereeing career, third grade rugby league in Perth. Yeah. That was probably when we, well, uh, we bumped, bumped, bumped yeah. into Lord Ted. At one point during the game, Lord Ted's pet dog ran on, out to him on the field. Without skipping a beat, Lord Ted gracefully swooped over, grabbed the dog's lead and continued to referee the game. The whistle kept blowing. You're offside number eight, high tackle number four. Up and back, the game never stopped, just Lord Ted and his faithful companion continuing to control the greatest game of all. Lord Ted and his dog, the world's first rugby league uh, combination of referees in that manner. And that, that's not a bad idea, though, having a dog out there with you, is it? Well, can I point out that dogs are incredibly smart, they especially are. in, a, 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 say, a playing circumstance. Yes. And I'm just wondering if the rugby league needs to look at dog control matches. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you'd have to help them with the whistle blowing because that may take a bit to master. Well, they'd just bark. A bark? Wouldn't they? If someone's offside. Sorry, mate, the dog saw it. Oh, was an offside. Sorry, mate. How about HIA yeah. concussion protocols being sniffed out by a dog? Well, dogs can smell. I know. That's why uh, illness. They can smell illness. Yes. And uh, so they'd have to pass the referee's dog test. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Bring on the dog then. Yeah, bring on the dog. <laughs> dog comes out, sniffs, sniffs, sniffs. <laughs> no, you're How'd right. You Play on. <laughs> or they they're completely concussed and knocked yeah. over, and the yeah. dog. Looks yeah, in, sure. off they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Etc. Well, what a great idea. I mean, that could really... See, Lord Ted ahead of the game, I know. both as a player and as a referee, referee, it would seem. And talk about getting kids involved. Yes. Who's doing the match today, Dad? Yeah. Lassie. Yo, beauty. Wow. Can we go? Yeah. Wow. You get great great combinations, wouldn't you? You could. Like, you could. Mogshin Jedwat or Jodwat and Bozo. 
Well, Bozo the... the Bozo the Alsatian. Uh, yeah. Wow. Dogs can be intimidating, remember, too. Oh, yeah. And I think it would it would speak to a greater control of the game mm. if you knew that, let's say, there was a couple of hotheads like um, Toby... Oh, uh, let's know, say Jared were a Hargreaves. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. Jared, in, a, in a grand final, for, well, in a sure. semi-final for uh, Roosters. Having a Rottweiler there... Yes, exactly. Might just be the... Yeah, the tonic he needs Thank you. to calm him down. <laughs> uh, Rosemary's been in touch. She says, happy rugby league and welcome back. Okay. Uh, she says, Victoria is going to be the laughing stock of the world when the athletes for the Commonwealth Games find out there is no athletes' village, but athletes will be staying in people's garages. Billets? You beauty, I love a billet. I had no idea. She said, by the way, how many athletes would fit in the average two-car garage? Well, you'd fit half a dozen in there, couldn't you? Well, you could bunk bed them and get maybe up yes. to 12. Yeah. Be difficult at breakfast time, though, because you'd have so many mouths to feed. You'd have to get a subsidy. Oh, well, you'd, you'd feed them in the driveway. <laughs> wouldn't you? Put up a... You'd be a buffet style yes. on a on well, A, a roasted type. pig, a, a yeah, pig oh, on yeah, a spit, yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> Works for rugby league. Why wouldn't it work for our uh, Commonwealth Games stars? Mm. Mm. But mm. I had no idea. Garages. No, I... It's going I, to be a shock to some of the... Some athletes, won't it? Yeah, well, the more... Who are um, expecting yeah. five but, star. Five star. But there's no reason why Victorians couldn't make their garages. Five star. Five star. Yeah. Mm, they could put in some, uh, I don't know, portaloos and some electrical yeah. stuff, wiring, yeah. maybe... Big te- television screen. Big, yeah, that's right. Oh, I can see it working Comfy really well. beds. Yeah, a couple of beds, blow-up pillows. Yes. You know, air mattresses. Sure. You know, yes. and the army could get involved, lend him a bit of I equipment. They could, yes, a, a can of international roast in the corner, <laughs> caterer's blend, spoon, hot water, hot water running. They would not know themselves, uh, gentlemen. The recent events in India. This is Dan in Victor oh, yeah. Harbour. Oh, Victor Harbour. Yep, gentlemen. The recent events in India, where the pre-match parade of Indian PM Modi and Aussie PM Albo riding in a bat and ball cart at two kilometres per hour. <laughs> Drew in 130,000 people to day one. And it got me thinking, if decent, hard-working Aussies knew that high-ranking government officials would be available pre-match, then don't tell me tens of thousands would attend every match. Even the mighty human face of bowel cancer seagulls could pack out Brookie Oval every week if Zali Steggall was on a float before the match. I suppose she would be the local member. Yeah, that's right. Excellent, excellent suggestion. Great suggestion. And to think that you just know, brings that little bit different, and connects the world of that area with international affairs through Canberra. Yes, you know, look at us. Yeah. Now, but even the state member, why, why, you know, no, like, no. like at Oval, you could have had the local member Darcy Byrne, state the state member. I don't know who the state member is, to be honest. And the the federal member, I think, might be Albo himself. Might be the member there. Wouldn't that be great? It would. To have on a float just before kickoff to go around and wave and people have photos and stuff. Would you extend it out to, in, you know, artists international, like Rod Stewart loves his football? What, if Rod Stewart wants to get on a float on a float with Darcy Byrne at Leichhardt Oval, I'm all for it. <laughs> is he interested? I you, think he is. Okay. I'll tell you who would be interested in Sydney Lauper. Sydney, Sydney, Sydney Lauper, Lauper would be really interested in that. 
And who wouldn't love to she, go? Because she is she touring with? Uh, I think she's with touring Rod. Rod. You know the. Opening. You know you're not suggesting they're an item. It's a professional thing. She's just. Yeah, she's a singer, professional. Yeah, singer. I know she's a professional yeah. singer. I know. So she comes out and does a tight forty to start with, and yes. then Rod blows them away. Or sometimes they swap it around. Rod ah, does a tight forty at the start, and then she I blows no them idea. away. And at the end of the night, they do something together. Like I don't know. Yeah, some, you some, wear some, of well. hits, some of the hits out of yeah. kink, kinky boots. Kinky boots. You're ever well. Look, I did see this thing with the elbow and the Mr. Modi and so on. Yes. It got her to a weird point, though. <laughs> Albanese then, according to some reports, got into sort of the absurd spirit of it all when he mm. deigns to link arms with the Australian team for the national anthem. Yes. So far in his tenure, Albo has avoided some of the cringier moments of sport and politics crossover yeah. that came with being associated with his predecessor, Scott Morrison. Remember yeah. him? He was oh. always tackling 12-year-olds. That's and right. Trying to bowl balls, etc. It was yeah, just chaos, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, when he yeah. turned up. Always but, with a shark's cap, wasn't it? Yeah, sharks. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he'd yeah. sit out in the crowd and have a pie and that's spill right. the beer down the front of his jumper and all that, that sort of stuff, mm. looking authentic. Authentic, yeah. I mean, that's you say what you like about Morrison. He was authentic. He was authentic. Yeah. yeah, they were real beer stains that's, on them. That's right. Yeah, that's sauce right. drips and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Now, what do you think of it, though, as an idea? I got I just got Well, I don't mind it. I'm open-minded about it. Let's just see if it works. Let's say, all right, you've got Cindy Lauper, Rod Stewart, Albo and Darcy Byrne and the local state member for that area whom we can't identify, but they'll know Is who there? they are, <laughs> to turn up on the float... Uh, to go around boop, 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 just before the kickoff. Can I, I think ask, that'd be great. Can I ask? It'd be a chance for people to gob off a bit. Yeah, true. Yeah, hopeless bird. What are you doing about the toilets? That sort of stuff. <laughs> are you suggesting we advertise this, or is this just an added bonus? Oh, you don't know who's going to be on the float. Exactly. There'll be a float. There'll be a float. Yeah. There might be no one got... on it. There might be the referee's dog. But that's all right. Yeah. Great dog. Great dog. What else you got? Um, now, this comes from Ben. This is referring to a match, uh, the opening match of the Storm, HG. Mm-hmm. Uh, game one, 2023, what a cracker. And it was. It was, it was very right. good. Very good match. Uh, can you tell me, vis-a-vis the Storm's last try on Thursday evening, can you tell me how Cam Munster was allowed to throw the ball up in the air and back to himself? Isn't this called a knock-on every day of the week? Are we witnessing a new take on the rules of rugby league? Is the Munster mash going to become a regular play in 23? Will we see players lobbing the ball Federer style over a player's head to gain advantage in tight situation? Don't get me wrong, I think the move is very attractive and eliminates the need for support players to follow the ball carrier. Maybe instead of traditional bomb on the fifth tackle, we'll see we'll start to see the clever ball carriers like Munster showing and stowing the ball cheekily, aka Dynamo the magician. Now you see it, now you don't sort of thing. Maybe Cam can bring back the up the jumper. Now, wouldn't that be attractive? Can I it was ask? Cameron Smith who put the the ball up the jumper. Yeah, didn't some he? time ago. Brilliant idea that. Now, can I ask? Is he? Did saying... they find that? Was that eventually ruled out as illegal, or are the jumpers too tight now to fit a ball up? There? The latter, I think. Yeah, they I just build around it. You'd have to have a loose jumpers expert. in those days. Yeah. yeah. Now, can I ask? Is, is he saying that Munster threw the ball over a... a no, no, no. He just uh, threw it in the air and regathered it. Now, normally you'd blow that as a as a knock-on. Okay. Should you be able to tackle the player who's doing that? Well, if you tackle him and he hasn't got the ball... Yeah, but he's in control of the ball because he threw it up in the air. 
I mean, no, I mean, you're be... not in control of the ball once the ball's in the air. If a bloke's going to come in to tackle you and you throw the ball in the air and you get tackled, you're tackled without the ball, you get a penalty. I mean, <laughs> don't worry. Bellamy will be <laughs> working on out. this. I, I must say that, that I, I cut the referees slack because, you, as you know, I love referees. You do. Uh, but sometimes I'm in the modern mm. thing, the matches so far this year, I think the referees have been very tolerant of, uh, well, what should I say, forward passes yes. uh, of... Uh, well, that's where know. we need the dog to yeah. keep an eye wow. on that. Dog and forward passes. Forward passes Isn't yeah. that incredible? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could spot a forward pass. They would. They could smell it. Yeah, they would. They could and would. <laughs> now, Dr. Uh, Doctor Mark is in touch from Broome, H. Oh, yes. Broome. Yes, gee, they fantastic. Uh, he says, gents, very great to have you back in the saddle for another season. The word respect has been ringing in my ears for the past week. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a good thing because yeah. one thing I can say about doctors, they've got to learn respect. <laughs> Haven't they? I've uh, recently moved from League Heartland in regional Queensland to the League Wilderness in the Kimberley region of Western Australia. As an Eels fan, I was salivating the prospect of round one versus the Storm on Thursday night. It was only 4pm over here, but no matter. I rang the Divers Tavern in Broome and they informed me that they could televise the game. Wow. I left work early... You know, obviously yeah, left, left a lot of patients hanging around <laughs> Wondering where the with, dog ga- with gastric and coughing and all of that sort of stuff. You know. Hoping a dog would be able to do That's a locum. Right. <laughs> okay. I left work early, went to the said bar, ordered a refreshment, looked forward to the big screen. It had switched to AFL because the Fremantle Dockers were playing a pre-season fixture. After having to explain what NRL was three times to the bar staff, I trudged home to dejected. It was the voice of si- the violence of silence, he says. Well, they refused the... to let him watch. watch. Even though he'd rung up and yeah, said, I'm and coming so, down. Yeah, and they, they said, oh, yeah, we can cover that for you. Not a problem, mate. Well, so what to do? I know for a fact, wherever you go, there are true believers, mm-hmm. people who have the faith, mm-hmm. oh, this is what people who this watched is... the dolphin miracle and heard the message. Yeah, this Keep is... the faith in this funny old guy. Yeah, your big theme That's of the day. That's the theme of the day. Even in enemy ter- territory. So I suggest that venues that are league-friendly places place a little proven summons sticker near the entrance to their facility. A sign that you know somebody will understand you there. You can feel at home. This doesn't mean that people like me when I enter such a venue. This do- doesn't mean that people will like me when I enter such a venue. To illustrate, I go to Tasmania. Over the summer break, I happen to be in the beautiful little village of Bicino. I don't know it. Uh, on the East Coast, okay. Bishano, I think they pronounce Bishano. it. Bishano, <clears throat> not League Heartland by any stretch of the imagination. One morning I walked into the cafe and asked for a coffee. The gent behind the counter immediately refused unless I took my eels cap off and tell me what a bunch of complete losers the Parramatta side was. I immediately felt at home. <laughs> there was a common bond. There was understanding. There was respect. If my proposal was taken up, and could, you could go into your chemist, your shoe shop, your butcher, your fruiterer and spot the proven summons sticker knowing that someone behind the counter knew who you really were, a lover of the greatest game of all. I stand ready to produce said stickers and to promote them across our wide brown land. Isn't that a beautiful 
Isn't that, that beautifully thought out? That could be our best out? female ever. Yes. Ever. You know, from the far-flung corners yes. of Broome, right across to that, Hobart. That's right. Under one banner. Yes. Rugby yes. league. Rugby league. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's a good idea. It is a good idea. It raises a few questions. I don't questions. know if you need a sticker. I mean, you've just, just got to walk into it, to I the bar, what, to the news agency, to the butcher, and say, mate, do you, do you follow rugby league? Yeah, what about They're their meals? They're going to say yes or no. Yeah. If you say no, you move on. Just say, oh, I'll just have a couple of those sausages. Thanks, mate. Got any pee? <laughs> if you were a fan suffering from rugby league denial syndrome, you are not alone. Just reach out to bludging on the blind side. Uh, hasn't Uzi done well? Incredibly well. Incredibly well. And um, Although how embarrassing diplomatically um, for Albo... I mean, it I would have been much, much better to have had the word of the team to say, listen, boys, let's throw this one. You've got to take one for the team here because, you know, yeah, to we cement our place with yeah. Modi. Modi. Yeah. Now, can I ask? He's very much a nationalist, very much so. <laughs> and uh, it, it would have been lovely for, for a big Indian win to coincide. With the... To cement the relationship. With the handshake yeah. and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Now, that raises a question. If, is Smith the big difference here? Mm-hmm. As in, uh, okay, we lose two tests very easily. Yes. We change the skip and all of a sudden Australia's the world beaters. Yeah. Uh, now, is it more aggressive bowling tactics, more aggressive field placings yeah. and talking to the batters saying none of that <clears> crap <throat> shots? Sure. I mean, they were pretty stupid. Though. Yes. A lot of, the, a lot of reverse sweeping. Yeah, I know. Stupid things like that. Too, too risk-taking. Risk-taking, yeah. yes. Yeah. Now, look, I, 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 I don't know. Actually, you'd have to speak to. Uh, wouldn't it be fascinating to speak with you know some captains in days gone by, to see what the difference is between a captain who's a bowler and a captain who's a batsman. Hmm. Hmm. Because they do mm. come with a philosophical difference, don't they? And you've got to say that uh, since uh, our bowling skip has been very sadly uh, uh, taken away for the time being. Um, uh, the, our batting's in, in, improved in, out of sight. Improved yeah. out of sight. Yeah, and which makes me think: Why can't we have two captains, a batting captain and a bowling captain? Yes, yeah, an offensive captain and a defensive yes. captain. And I, so I assume this is the sort of leadership group stuff that uh, the uh, Geelong superstar uh, would be. Joel Selwood. Joel Selwood would be would bringing be, to the table. Would be bringing, yeah, to to the to the table there with the Ashes. Well, okay, boys, it, whoever's holding the bat is the captain. Oh, no. Whoever's holding the ball is, is the, the captain. captain. Speaking of captains. Didn't, uh, didn't uh, oh, no, Alan don't, Jones. Don't, 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 don't. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. He tried that at Balmain, didn't he? He did. Whoever's he got did. the ball's captain. Now, never won a match. <laughs> never won a match. The thing that staggers me about Australian cricket is really yeah. not to do with the scores in India, but the idea that Steve Smith, mm. after the Ashes, as alluded to earlier in the program, is going to leave Australian cricket and go yes. and live and play in New York. That's what I heard. So That's what I heard. his two great loves apparently are New York and cricket. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure what he loves about New York. Obviously, it's easy to see what he loves about cricket. but yeah. there's Well, it never sleeps. Oh, he doesn't sleep. It's a city that never sleeps. You know, you've got the shows, the bands, yeah. the clubs, the galleries, the, the choice of food. I oh, know, the choice of food's incredible. You've got hot but dogs. But it's bustling and busy all the time. Times Square, it doesn't yeah. matter when you go there, there's always yeah, someone to talk to. Yeah. And you always rugby. find someone who, anyone here know anything about rugby league? Yeah, I do, mate. What do you want to talk about? The referee's dog. 
Well, obviously, you know, 42nd Street, you'd probably go and watch that 30 times. Yeah, you would. Especially there. Oh, see 42nd Street on 42nd I know, Street. I know, I know. Dream come true. That's the great white incredible. way. Incredible, yes. I know. And your movies, you get first release movies yes. there. I know you get a lot on television, but you you'll do. be able to go down to the cinema, see where George Jazz is. clubs. Jazz clubs, yes. Hey, so I can see Steve Smith at a jazz club. Mm. Mm. Getting that look. <laughs> In the haze. Now, this is to do with uh, Cricket New South Wales still to deal with America's Major League Cricket. Mm. I didn't realise there was such a thing. No, nor me. To provide opportunities for exchange and development of players and staff. Wow. Okay. So that means that other players, like, let's say, Pat Cummins, for instance, might be able to go over. Right. Smith will been playing this league in New York. Yeah, well, Smith will miss the inaugural MLC competition in July because of Ash's commitment. Well, yeah. that does answer one question that we had. Yeah. But hopes that a number of NSW players will have a chance to join the six franchises competing in the T20 tournament. Mm, wow. Now, this is an odd thing. Isn't it? Uh, I think the opportunities for all our players are going to be brilliant, according to uh, Lee German, the boss of uh, yeah. uh, Cricket New South Wales. Mm. Steve absolutely has made no secret that he loves New York. Yeah. Doesn't like cricket so much, but loves New York. Mm. But there are also two or three other players I've spoken to who would love to be able to play cricket in the States. Yeah. We're looking, now, it won't be as affluent as the IPL initially. I wouldn't have But once so. we get some punting money in there and people understand that you can bet on how many you know, runs a player will make or whether yep. this ball will be a no ball. And they yep. get a feel for the way that the whole system works in obviously flagging yep. that the next one's a no ball, get on. And once they understand the, you know, the language, like what, what what's an over? Yeah, or LBW. Yeah, why is it called over? You know, good question. You know, you just got to shrug and say, oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> just is. Or why is it a four when it goes flat along the ground and yeah. a six when it goes over the rope? Mm. Surely it takes as much effort to hit it across yeah. the ground as it does to sky it. Sure. Yeah. Is a six like a home run? Um, no, yeah, not really. Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at every opportunity we can to grow the game, develop the game and promote the game. And I think that Steve, uh, we saw with Steve this year coming back to play the sixes, that, you know, the BBL, the impact he had, he's absolutely, we look at utilising him within the New South Wales ecosystem, mm. ecosystem in New South Wales, to not only highlight the T20, and, you know, obviously Major League Cricket. Mm. Now, here's an interesting thing is um, how much explanation is this going to take yeah. in America? I mean, we saw, I think, Kate Blanchett the other day have a go at explaining Aussie's rules to one of the big shows. All right. So Steve, how'd, how'd she go? I thought she went pretty well. Good, good. Uh, you know, it was a lot of blank faces in the audience I thinking, bet. what is this person talking about? Yeah. Taking uh, a mark? What? Yeah. <laughs> six for six, my major and yeah. one for not. What? Much harder to be. Yeah. yeah Etc. Hitting the post, just yeah. one. God, that's really hard to do. Hit the post. Why isn't <laughs> Why that, is that worth a thousand? Yeah, exactly. Or 13. Now, I've got to be honest here is that how. Are they going to get stars like Beyonce to come along? And mm. Beyonce, I don't mean to be unkind, she's not cheap, as in to get the band and the whole show and stuff like that. Well, I, I, I wouldn't mind the float idea, actually. If, say, at Leichhardt Oval, uh, whenever they play there, what might be next weekend, you've got Jamie Parker, Darcy Byrne, Albo, the, the referee's dog, Rod Stewart and Cindy Lauper. It's a good line It's a great float. <laughs> yeah. Isn't yeah, it? That and is the Americans great. would love that. Who's on the float? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that'd be something new. Yeah. I don't, you know, obviously they have parades in America, so it's they not... They love so, a parade. Yeah, it's not something they're not 
yeah. parades at sporting events. Maybe mm. they've not seen that. That's yeah. something Australia could tip into the bucket. A brass band leading the float. A they love a brass band, a marching brass band. They love that. Yeah. And are we thinking that there's <laughs> going to be six or eight teams yeah. in New York? Yeah, I assume so, at least. Yeah. So you've got a lot of people from all areas of the world, especially cricketing areas of the world, working and living there, yes. and they're going to support this to the tune of, what, 50,000 a well, I don't event. know. Would, would they have uh, Would they have four or five ovals that would be? Oh, well, I don't know. They might be able to knock up a field out of a baseball field, you know. Well, you know, I guess they could, yes. Dropping pitches, all that sort yeah, of stuff. Of course, yeah, dropping pitch. And do they have to jerry-rig it so as all the matches seem... Oh, seem close. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Otherwise, so especially would for a while, you'd have yeah. to treat them as actors, and then once Correct. they get the idea, then betting can start. Oh no, betting can start straight away. I would have thought, but right. you know, you know, the people would take on the yeah. glorious uncertainty of cricket mm. as part of it. Sure, sure. Well, I'm not sure exactly that I kind of get this. No, uh, I know. See, look at the rugby league difficulty. I mean, rugby league is a game played all over the world, and look at the difficulty they had getting a match up in America this year. Yeah, they've tried, but, for but a, Americans know more about cricket than they do about rugby league. A percentage would. A percentage would, would yeah. yes, yes. And there are, you know, old and established cricket clubs in New York. There are. There are. So there must be some facilities somewhere that this New York IPL could now, is that make book, use of. Is that book, I want to call it Netherlands, mm. isn't that a novel about cricket in New York? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Sort of an odd sort of boutique sort of thing. But they're, now they're going to grow it yeah. and make it the dominant sport in New York. Well, presumably, and with someone like Steve Smith involved, uh, well, that's a very good sign. And someone who is naturally enthusiastic about New York. He loves the Big Apple. Rugby League players. Now that coach is no longer calling, horse syndication is your gateway to a fortune of cup-winning success. Own part of a champion with the team from Rooting King Lodge. Speak with the syndication experts Weed and Fractious Bruce Woodus on the horse hotline at Bludging on the Blind Side. And text, Roy, you've got a uh, couple Yeah, there, Mike from Redcliffe's been in touch. He said, any word on whether the Dolphins will be building a centre of excellence? Just wondering how excellent it would be. I assume they've already got one there. Now, this is an area that I know nothing about. No. Uh, I mean, do the Broncos have a centre of excellence, for I instance? Do the so. Titans have a centre of excellence? To the, I hope so. Do the Cowboys have a centre of excellence? Yeah. Yes. But that's an excellent question. But yeah. do they need one? I mean, uh, oh, I suppose every team needs one because it, it involves a clubhouse and Well, it involves getting the state Walmart. and government money, doesn't it? Oh, true. For your true. centre of excellence. Yeah, I mean, it'd be that. crazy not to you put the at least put up. the hand up and apply. write up a thing and saying, yeah. we've got no power in our toilets and, <laughs> yeah. you know, nowhere to cook a pig. Yeah. Um, know, where the club can gather. Now, Andrew is suggesting, James, couldn't the dog bark the tackle count? One bark for tackle one, two barks for tackle two, etc. Yes. I'm not opposed to I'm that. I'm not opposed to that at all. I think that, that would be great. There would be training costs. Look for, uh, I think, the Guide Dogs Association, actually. To get a guide dog trained, I think, might be somewhere between thirty dollars and $50,000 per dog. But a guide dog, I don't mean to knock guide dogs, they have to do a lot more oh, than do. what a rugby league referee I know, but it be. gives you a bit of an idea. If rugby league is going to embrace the dog idea to support the referee, 
then it might cost ten, fifteen, twenty thousand to train up. Well, I suppose it's peanuts for the rugby it league. Is, isn't look it is what you're saving on. Yeah. Now remember, of course, is and this is I like to suggest this is years ago we mm. broke the story that. Uh, people doing time were being able to retrain as rugby league referees That's right. and contribute back to society, <clears throat> put something back into the exactly. areas that they came from. Yes. Now, why not a rugby league referee mm. and a dog join up mm. in a in a say in a isolated area like Cessnock Jail for once, yes. and then when they come out, you've got already trained the dog yes. in rugby league. You know, yeah. Necessities. Yeah. Like barking when a tackle's made. Barking the tackle count. And then, and well, s- sniffing the uh, forward pass. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sniffing the HIA. Yeah. All that sort of all stuff. All of that sort of stuff. That wouldn't yeah. be hard mm. because it's not a big ask. They might be able to confine it to, say, doing 20 things. Yeah. They could be better than the bunker. Mm. Because the bunker often gets things wrong. They do. They do. Uh, oh, no. I'd, I'd trust a dog <laughs> to, you know, sniff. Yeah, whatever you want. A concussion. Yeah. Then I would some doctor hold up in a bunker in you know Redfern or wherever it is. Um, the other thing, can I ask about this? Is is the dogs on site? Mm-hmm. Now I think it's Ponga got into trouble the other day and had to come off even though nobody had touched him. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't pass the sniff test with a dog, would it? <laughs> it wouldn't. I'm telling you, that's a fact. Careful, supervised gambling in schools? Only the Rugby League Party is putting our kids first. You're listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. And Roy... Max H.G. is suggesting, why isn't the umpire chair in the tennis redesigned to include a portal loom? Would solve the problem for both Edo and Taylor Fritz. It's well, true. that's not a silly because there's not only a space underneath there. It's about the right size, it isn't is. it? Well, put the chair on top of the portaloo. Obviously, it'd be. Yeah. You, I don't think you have to worry about redesigning it. It's all there. I think so. No. Mm. Now, obviously, uh, Cameron Seraldo's got his hands full at uh, the dog town. Oh, yeah. But I'm relieved, you know, that Phil Gould is not certainly uh, being uh, sort of at all disappointed by what's going on. Mm. Uh, connectivity with the players is the key thing, according to Gus. Right. Trying to meet the person behind the player. Now, this is something Grass was really good at, the yes. person behind the player. Mm. That's Cameron Reel's, Cameron's real strength. And that was to – you could see that last week, couldn't you? Yeah. Uh, I think it was <coughs> 31-6 or something like that. That's right. Um, that, the real strength was so you could see the players or the person behind the player. He's more into personal relationship when coaching comes second. Well, mm. hang on a minute. <laughs> good. <laughs> In that last two season, uh, we know they all have talent. Yes. How they feel emotionally and spiritually <coughs> with all the demands you put on, on them and scrutiny they're under, that's important now. Mm. Uh, emotionally and spiritually. Yes. Yeah. You know, is that to do with... Well, it takes a special sort of coach to be able to, to see that, manage yeah. that. And would they <coughs> be able to use the story of the dolphins yes. to their advantage in the spiritual area? Mm. Because let's face it, you know, you were very positive, I think, in your spiritual Comments oh, about the dolphins. I, I, I think there is no doubt in the world mm. that uh, God was speaking through the dolphins last week. Now, Seraldo can use that if he wishes. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have to use exactly that. No, he but doesn't. But what I mean is, he's, he's going to have to say he's got to get his own metaphors going. Well, indeed, he does. He does. But he might be able to 
I don't know, use it somehow, say to the dogs, look, why didn't we win last week? Why are we so rubbish? Is because God doesn't like you. I'd go different ways. You know, that, that'd be a starting starting point. Yeah. They could contemplate that and say, oh, I don't think God's got nothing to do with it. Coach Seraldo, why? What makes you I just don't think we're training very well. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> Suddenly, <laughs> click, click. What do you mean you're not training very well? Oh, well, you know how we slacken off. Oh. Mm-hmm. See. Now, in, in. That's how you start to get behind the player, the player behind the player. Right. So can I ask, would you say, uh, were there brothers in the disciples? Oh. Is James and John? Or well, brothers? there was some suggestion that James might have been a brother of Jesus. Ooh. Uh, I was just thinking because then if you had brothers, you'd be able to yeah. say, and look at how well the yeah. Bromwich brothers went. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I suppose. No, every play you But speak- I, don't, I don't think you expect a coach to sit around and, and look, look for parallels in the New Testament <laughs> that they can apply just because, you know, I just made God's come out of the blue and spoken through the bloody... Bronco. Uh, through the, the dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. You yeah. Know, that only happens once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've yeah, never it's seen not the message this that clear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, often it's a little bit muddy. Oh, is that what he meant? Oh, I don't know. I mean, this is clear. Now, every player you speak to at Belmore will tell you the same three things about the summer, this past summer under Seraldo. The first thing they talk about is the attention to detail. Right. So I'm not well, sure what, how What this... does that mean? Well, what do you got there on time? <laughs> I want, you know, knows we're going to start is. start putting the witches' hats out at 14 minutes past nine. 14 there. minutes past nine, there, there they are. It's completely different to what I'm <laughs> used to, says Josh Adokar. Now, that's a big call. Completely different to what I've been used to. Right. Um, is he talking about his, his storm days or is he talking about, you know, what it's been like in the dogs the last year yeah. where it was rubbish? The second thing they talk about is the sudden understanding of who they are playing for and what it represents. Now, this is a really uh, weird thing. You know, Well, you that's were, to do with Sonny Bills, you know, sitting in the, yeah, the, lounge in the clubhouse. And, and see, stuff. you never forgot you were a Lithgow shamrock and no. I use the word Lithgow yeah. importantly. So here it's all about how in the early 1900s timber cutters formed the bulk of profession in the County Bankstown area. I didn't and know was, that. Yeah, well, neither did I. I thought they all chopped out all the trees from the 80s. I assumed the woods, there'd be no wood would have gone well, by 1907. You mean there was still some forest around there? Around well, the Bankstown area, mm. an area built on hard work. An area that became home to migrant communities <laughs> searching for an opportunity for a better life. Yes. A journey many players in the Bulldogs team can relate to, taking lessons out of the success of those who have and still call the area home. Now, this Ooh. is a big call for a rugby league player who might have spent He's all his time. parachuted in from... Yeah, Queensland. Yeah. Townsville or somewhere. To suddenly... Or, whoa. It has to take on the burden of being a woodchopper. Yes. What about, about a pro... Um, you know, sustainability message yeah. or a pro-green message yeah. that this person might have. Does he have to dump that at the door? This is a well, it's a good idea, though, to, to start with the history, isn't it? I mean, you can talk about the family club and, you know, how great it was when the Mortimers were here and the Hughes brothers. The entertainers. And all the entertainers. And Tunks. Yes, Peter Tunks. Couldn't But then you can walk around, walk around the suburb and look at the name... The name of the streets. Look at this. Tomahawk Street. No wonder why it's called Tomahawk Street. Mm-hmm. And what does it inter- inter- intersect with? Gumtree Street. And what do we see down there? That that lane. 
Now, would Chip Lane... Now, what's the story that's being told here, boys? What do you think? <laughs> and suddenly they've got their thinking caps on. They're thinking, oh, maybe they used to cut down a few trees around here. Coach. Coach. Well spotted. So... How does that help rugby league? So let's go back to the club. I've, uh, I've provided each of you with an axe and we're going to see how good you are at wood chopping. Oh, great. Can we shoot a pig too? <laughs> no, that's manly. Yeah. That's we're right. wood choppers. If you want an axe, a yeah, pig, go for it. <laughs> come to the right place. <laughs> now, according to Tavita Pangai Jr., mm-hmm. uh, this is a working class area. In the past, we've been a bit spoilt living in the past of what the teams have done before us. Mm. Oh, that's a bit harsh. We take our position for granted. It's a second generation rich kid type of thing. But Cam took us back to the history of the area and what it stands for. He wanted to bring back the work ethic. That's why he's brought back players like Sonny Bill. Well, can I just say, I'm still a bit too minded about whether Sonny Bill's a great example. Well, I think that cost them the match last week, having Sonny Bill there. I mean, someone who trashed the club, who didn't, who treated the, 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 the club like a piece of toilet paper, and suddenly, you, suddenly, you know, you're supposed to bow to Sonny Bill and say, oh, mate, isn't it great having you back here? Oh, isn't it wonderful? You know, great memories of you. Yeah. No, there aren't. No, everybody hated that Everyone moment. hated him. Yeah, they should use that as a point. Yes. Saying, Sonny, what have you got to say for yourself? Yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. Now, I don't want to hear Sorrell. I should have said, is there a Sonny Bill Williams amongst us? I bloody well hope not. Because <laughs> if there is, leave now. <laughs> In 1908, Australian Rugby League faith burst into life. In 2023, that Rugby League faith is still being rewarded. Put your faith in Rugby League. Rugby League will never let you down. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now then... Along with Sonny Bill, who was sitting else there, there was Willie Mace Mason. Oh, yes. Now, remember when Mace was going to be the most feared forward in rugby league? That yes. was his ambition. That's true. Then you've got uh, Bobcat Ryan and the mm. ogre Mark O'Mealy. Oh, yes. Now, is this the sort of mm. this the sort of history captured in those players that he wants to recreate? Yeah. Um, they've spoken about how hard they used to train. Is that right? They've... Uh, well, back in the day, harder than they train these days. Is that what they're saying? That's what he's suggesting. Well, no one would be bloody losing. <laughs> <laughs> they had to earn everything. Yeah. Nothing was given. You had to earn everyone's respect. The third thing is, so you've got the idea that they're, uh, you know, attention to detail. Yeah. They know where they're from and where they're going. Yeah. Is the emphasis that has been placed on developing deeper and stronger relationships. It's what we... Uh, what the week long pre-season training camp at St Gregory's College in Campbelltown mm-hmm. uh, was all about. It's why they had a multicultural day. Did they? Multicultural, multicultural day dresses your, you know, folk dress or, you know, national costume. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Now, to learn about each other and where they came from. Hang on a minute. They're all Australians, aren't they? I would have thought so. It might be one New Zealander or two New Zealanders yeah, there. But yeah, yeah. I, I think that's... So did they, it was like a sort of folklorico sort of... Week was well, it? Well, you know, people bought their <laughs> nylon string guitars and sang tunes from their area. Right. So, um, Give Me a Home Amongst the Gum Trees was very popular. <laughs> right. Now, I think that's half of what a good footy team is, understanding everyone. 
that's Josh Adokar again. Right. Knowing everyone's journey and story, mm. you know how to treat people. They might be going through a tough time and that you don't know about. I'm really familiar with oh, all the stuff Stiro man. is doing. Melbourne did it for a while. I was down there and now we're doing it here. Right. Well, this stuff can go pear-shaped. Remember what happened in Adelaide? I know. The Adelaide Crows. No, I know. That was terrible. I mean, set them back 20 years. I know. No one got over it. But wait for this. Every Monday morning, all the players and staff will start the week by having breakfast together at Joe Bell's Cafe in Belmore. Why announce the venue? Because you're just going to get... You're you know, going to get sickos <laughs> turning up, aren't you? Yeah. Shouting out things. You're Seven, hopeless. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, dogs, for nothing. <laughs> go back to where you came from, dogs. <laughs> woof, woof, woof. <laughs> They, they go to Joe Bell's Cafe in Belmore to spend yeah. quality time in each other's company. Why? It's, Why there? I mean, is it tradition? Is that where the Mortimers and the Hughes brothers went? I bet they never did. I bet Taxi's never been there. It was why Seraldo moved the players out of the old L-shaped dressing room, mm-hmm. dressing sheds, into a square renovated room inside the club's Belmore headquarters so they could all be closer together in a space that promotes connectivity. <sighs> The emphasis on the whole club approach to success was also evident when the start uh, of the uh, pre-season, the football department took the administration staff out to lunch to let them know how important their role was in creating a successful, happy rugby league team. It's probably been the best off-season I've I've ever seen, ever witnessed. This is Gus Gould talking. Right. The best off-season I've ever witnessed. What, he was down at St Gregory's and was part of all that, the folkloric, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, 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 the dress, dress up as someone from somewhere else and fancy dress. And guess, and, guess who I am? Now, the fitness and strength and skill and teamwork is there, but the connection among the players and the relationship they built has been incredible. Cameron knows his stuff. This is good. He's well-read and very well-researched. The education has included overseas trips to other sporting organisations. He's been to places like Google and Amazon. Not sure what that's got to do with rugby league, but be that as it may. Any book I ever send him, he sends me a photo back that he's already got it and already read it. He's always been into personal development and developing others in the same way. He's just more than a football coach, and that's why the players relate to him. Right. Well, why isn't this expressing itself on the field? You know, if it's also bloody great, you know, best build up ever, best off season ever. Yeah. Can I argue with you? And they come out and play like that last week. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, this week you'll see a better improvement because right. there's more connectivity. Oh. Next week, more connectivity. Because I'll know each other's stories a little bit more. Yes, yeah, And they've got that big room now. With, they're not in the L-shape, L-shape room. Which doesn't help. Which rubbish. Is... <laughs> I mean, Grassy, I mean, I mean, Grassy used to like put us in the Grassy would sometimes line us all up and put us in a lift, you know, the whole team. We couldn't fit. He had to work it out. Work it out, boys, he'd say, as the lift closed in on someone's head. So we pull them in and, you know, everyone's sitting on top of someone else. It was great. And we, he'd leave us in the lift there for, you know, sometimes four or five hours and then let us out and see who was still alive. <laughs> Mercifully, most of the time, most of us were. And yet you got but to it know worked. each other. Oh, you got you to know each other. Well, you knew where you were. You knew the backstories of everyone by yeah. then. Yeah. And that was important. Sometimes you didn't want to know. Because when you worked out a backstory of someone, sometimes it made you, you didn't like them. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes you can make, right. make you hate their guts. Yeah. Other, other times it's great, you know. 
The Rugby League Party is the only party offering practical rugby league solutions. Only Rugby League can deliver zero emissions by 2025. A balanced budget, a registered nurse in all aged care facilities 24 hours a day, Rugby League compliant submarines and a cast iron guarantee that on every hour of the day, a game of Rugby League will be played somewhere on earth. Next time you vote, vote one. Rugby League. As I say, so many questions, but at least we've got some time to answer them. Anything coming through on the text line? Well, Jared from Toowoomba says, Toowoomba has given us a fantastic uh, fact here. They never given test status. The first international cricket match was between the USA and Canada in 1844. That's 33 years before the the first test in Melbourne. Now, I can understand Canada because it's a... Uh, yeah, British, uh, British background. Yes. Now, there may be a few ovals in Canada because obviously cricket and so on, the big sporting communities. So yeah. they could yeah. maybe get an international competition going, between, as the, uh, the yeah. correspondent points out, between New York and Canada yes. and build on, on that. Yes. That's, that's an excellent idea. And uh, T20, they'd love their T20. Well, of course, Max says, uh, will Steve Smith be doing the rounds of the late night talk shows? Brooking Cricket, I suppose he will. He'd do Colbert and all of those shows, wouldn't he? Yeah, cricket, yeah. Six wise it called over, though. Yeah. I well, just... they're going to have to prepare him yeah, they to are. answer those sorts of questions. Because he won't have thought about that. Of course he's he won't. He's just so used to it. And that, and that will be the first question. Yeah. You know, what's an over? Yeah. As six balls. And why are you baffled by the ball that goes straight on? Yes. And is it right that you give the thumbs up to the bowler? Do you yeah. like doing that? And what's a no ball? <laughs> There'll be questions like that, curly ones, mm. tricky ones. Can you, you doctor know, the ball? Can you have a seven ball over? Yeah, that's if there's a one if one of them's a no ball. Well, what's no ball? Well, a no ball's when you step over the crease. What's the crease? Mm, I know. See already. I know. They'd well, be fascinated though. They in their homes. They'd be sitting up and thinking, yeah. "Wow, this sounds like a game for me." <laughs> a crease. <laughs> and on that, you know, point of departure between Australia and America. Uh, look, we have to pack away the uh, bludge. Tools and mm. let Andrew Moore have a go, have a crack at the uh, the matches he's got lined up. I think he's got five to go. He does. So Matt, just to finish up here on the cricket, H. He says uh, Matt here in Newcastle. I recently tried explaining cricket to a bunch of Americans. One pitcher, two batters, just blew their minds. <laughs> Perfect. So uh, that's it for the bludge this week. Join us next week when we bludge on bludges. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.